I'm going to be sharing a message this morning that I really truly believe that it is it has the potential to really change your life. Um, how many's ever heard breakthrough? You hear that quite often. God is going to have a breakthrough. You know, there's going to be a breakthrough in your life. Uh, what what does that mean? What does that mean to have a breakthrough? God wants to have a breakthrough in your life. He wants you to experience a breakthrough in your life. But what does that really mean? And what does that look like? And we're talking about a wall that maybe you are encountering in an area in your life. And for whatever reason, you just can't seem to get through that wall. Well, I'm going to show you a few keys here. Stay with me, Dave. I'm going to show you some keys this morning in the Bible on how to really truly have a breakthrough. I'm a type of person, and uh, I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I have been in churches all my life. They can get up and they, they, they tell you, you know, you need to have faith. Okay, what does that mean? You need to give. You need tithe. What does that mean? You know, as a pastor, as a church, we have to teach. Paul, the Apostle Paul, was so good at teaching the body of Christ. And if there's anyone I want to try to emulate, I would love to be a great teacher like Paul, and I'm hopefully I am, and, and, and try to explain the best I can. But I, I mean, we could talk about faith all day long, so we're, I'm going to actually show you what faith is, okay, before you leave. But, but we're going to pray. And I know that there, all of us here, we all, 100% of us, we all have that, so, that one thing in our life that we need a, a breakthrough in. And so before you leave today, hopefully and prayerfully, you'll be equipped to be able to have that breakthrough in your life if you follow these key principles that the Word tells us. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for your Word. I want to thank you, God, that your word is yes and amen. That your word is true from beginning to the end. There is no lie in it, God. You said in your word, Father, Mark, that we shall know that truth and that truth, God, will set us free. God, I pray that there will be a spirit of freedom in this place this morning as we just begin to read your word, as we begin to study your word and listen, God, to what your word has to say to us about the truth of a breakthrough in our lives that we all need to experience. And God, I pray that right now, that if there are people here that, God, that need a breakthrough, that they're, they're facing a wall, God, I pray right now that they will begin to just see that wall. And I pray that, God, that you will set them free. And I pray that that wall will come down. And, God, they'll be able to go on through today before this service is done. We love you. I thank you, God, for your word. God, I am your servant this morning. Use, God, however that you want to use me, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Pastor David. Pastor David was doing double duty today. I heard him playing bass on the upper one and, and keys on the lower one. He's multi-talented. You all don't know that. Some of our musicians wasn't able to be here this morning, but, but he's playing the bass and the keys there. So he's, God's blessed him with that. So that's why he has two of those things. Anyway, just thought I'd tell you that. I thought it's cool. I thought it's great. Um, let's go ahead. And let's talk about living a breakthrough life. Living a breakthrough life. And when I think about breakthrough, I, I try to find people in the Bible that lived a breakthrough. And, and one of my heroes in the Bible is, is King David. David 
was a man of God who lived a breakthrough life. And I'm going to show you here in 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 8 through 12, and I'm going to show you a few more, and, and, and how that God had a breakthrough in his life. And he actually says it here, and this is where we're going to get the title of the message, but let me go ahead and set it up here, and we're going to look at how that God made a breakthrough through David's life. So let's go ahead and set it up. 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 8 through 12. Now, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, a great day for David, right? All the Philistines went up to search for David. Now they want to kill him. Isn't that the way Satan is? Something good happens in your life, then all of a sudden here comes the devil, man, to try to mess it all up. I'm just saying, I saw that and boom, that's the first thing that happened. And David heard of it and went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim, and David inquired of God, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? I want to go back to this, verse 10, and David inquired of God. Notice that, because we're going to come back to that. We're going to focus around that today. He inquired of God. He asked God, talked to God, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? Now listen to the comeback of the Lord here. The Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hands. Yes, I'll do it. So they went up to Baal-perism, and David defeated them there. And David said, God has broken through. There it is. He's broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal-perism. And when they left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they were all burned with fire. So, I don't know if you notice or not, but David describes this breakthrough with water. It's as if like there's a dam, you know, we've all seen a water being held back by a dam, but it's almost like the dam broke and the water gushed through it. And probably for me, the best I can relate to it is a number of years back, I was doing some a cabling, running some Cat 5 and some coax cables from one side of the, from the outside of the house to the inside of the house. You ever done that? And there's bricks and, and there's mortar there. And so I had a, a, a hammer drill, so you guys know what I'm talking about, and a drill bit that would go through that masonry. And it was long. And so, and I started drilling and drilling. And I don't know if I had a dull drill or not, or drill bit. But it took me, I mean, I bet it took me 10 minutes. And I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. How many's ever done that? And you're like, and you're getting fresh. And I just stopped. And I just left the drill hanging in the wall. And I went inside and got me something to drink. I was wiped out. I go, well, I don't know what's behind this wall. But I just, I know it's all got to be that thick. And so, and I go back out there after huffing and a puffing and had my drink. And then I get back on that drill and go, no, 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 no. And I'm just like going at it. And it's usually, I'm on this tall ladder. So I, I don't have really anything to grip a hold of to really push hard. And I finally, and it busts through. And it broke through. It broke through the wall. No more resistance. How many knows what I'm talking about? This is what God wants to do in your life. There are many of you today that you're faced with that wall and that whatever that it may be, and you're just there and you can't for anything seem to break through that. God wants to give you a breakthrough. Let me go ahead and give you just a few areas here just for fun really quickly. I believe that God wants to break through in your life. The first one is in faith, maybe your personal walk with God. 
Maybe you're not where you need to be with God. Maybe you need to have a breakthrough in your relationship with God, with your walk with God. And God wants to have a breakthrough in your life in that area. He wants that wall to come down. Or the second one could be maybe in your family or your marriage or your children. You've been praying and believing great things for your kids. And for whatever reason, you just can't get through it. Maybe your marriage has hit a wall. Maybe you and your spouse, you're just not, you know, you're not getting along and, and, and it's in trouble and you need a breakthrough in your marriage. God wants to bring a breakthrough in your marriage. How about this one? The next one is finances. Some of you might be here today and you are just struggling in your finances for whatever you can't get ahead. You're always behind and the bills are piling up. And about the time you get one bill paid, then all of a sudden here comes another one. Some, your child gets sick or your child breaks a leg and, and, you, just get, and you, you just need a breakthrough. And you're like, you're on the other side of the wall. Blah, blah, blah. And God wants to bring that wall down. God wants to give you a breakthrough in your finances. And number four is freedoms. Maybe there's a stronghold in your life. Maybe, you're, maybe you have a stronghold. Maybe it's uh, with, with alcohol or drugs or cigarettes or, or, or maybe even your mouth is cussing or maybe pornography, whatever. A stronghold's there and you have tried and tried and tried and for whatever reason, you can't seem to break through. God wants to give you a breakthrough. And I, I, I just put this one on here. I believe some of us, we're struggling with fun. For whatever reason, you wake up and you're not happy. You're miserable, and it's been a long time since you woke up with a smile on your face. God wants you to have fun. I promise God created Adam and Eve to have fun in the garden, okay, from the very beginning. If you don't believe God wants you to have fun, just look around, folks. Look at the lakes and the water and how he gives it to us, Rick, and the mountains to look at. You go hunting, you go fishing, man. I love to fish. If you don't believe God wants you to have fun, just go outside. And I can't wait. I'm getting ready to go hiking in, in Colorado. I've not been there in years. And I can't wait to get out there to see the, the Rocky Mountains, man, and maybe some snow on top of them. And I get to go walking in the, on a path or whatever. God wants you to have fun. And there's some of you, you're there to wall. And you can't seem to break through. So, I'm going to read this next verse, and I want you to pay very close attention to it because in this verse are the keys for you to have a breakthrough in your life. And it's amazing when you see it. It's right here. God wants you to have a breakthrough, okay? Now, let me show it to you. Let me show it to you right here in James 2, verses 14 and 21. Now, watch what it says. What does it profit, my brethren? If someone says he has faith, but does not have works. Did you see that? He has faith, but he does not have works. Can faith save him? If any brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which, they are, which, which are needed for the body, what does it profit? You see, when these organizations, they call us, and the, the, the refuge or the cradle or whatever, and they're calling us, saying, 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 saying we need help in this area, and, and all we say, well, we'll pray for you. No, we're going to do more than pray. We're going to do some work behind it. We're going to give them some money. We're going to step it up and do some stuff to physically help them. And it goes on and it says, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead. 
Did you just catch that? You have all the faith you want, but if you don't put work behind it, it's dead. But someone will say, you have faith. I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and, and, and tremble. But do you want to know, oh, foolish man? Now, watch, here it is. I'm going to say it again. But do you want to know, oh, foolish man, that faith without works is what? Is dead. Now, let's go on to James. He goes on in James 2, verses 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead... We definitely need the Spirit. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit over the past few weeks and the gifts of the Spirit and how we operate in that, right? And we're dead without the Holy Spirit. You're just a dead man walking. But without the Spirit is dead. So faith without works is what? Dead also. So what are the keys to having a breakthrough in your life? Faith and works. Faith and works is the key to having a breakthrough through your life. Now, you guys are just really excited about that. I could see it on your faces. <laughs> because that's what's always told to me. Faith and works. Well, can you get a little bit more specific, PG? Can you help us out a little bit? Well, I'm glad you come to the right place. I'm going to help you out. We're going to break it down just a little bit more. I'm just not going to tell you to have faith. I'm going to show you why and how it works, okay? So, so if, if, if a breakthrough is about faith and works, then we need to know about faith and works, right? So let me show it to you. So I have two things. We're going to talk about faith first, and then we're going to go on into the works part. Because if we're going to have a breakthrough in your life, if you're going to patch through that wall, you're going to have to operate in faith and works. Now, let me show you how it happens. The first one here, you need faith to live a breakthrough life. I'm going to say it again. You need faith to live a breakthrough life. And so what is the definition of faith? Here it is. Now pay very close attention to this. Faith is believing God, and that's where most people stop. Believing God. Believing God. It's more. Faith is believing God for whatever he says. Did you just catch that? For whatever he says. When's the last time you heard the voice of the Lord in your spirit? When's the last time that you've heard his voice? Now, again, I'm just not going to tell you to have faith. I'm going to show you how to have faith. I remember, you know, just this morning, Dennis says, man, I appreciate how that you minister. You minister in a way that we can understand. Timmy said it the other day. I really appreciate how you minister, and I don't know how to do it. I, I just do it. I, I don't ever get it. I, people use, I'm glad that, that I do it that way, but I don't know. I don't get it myself, but I do. But, and, and somebody said, you know, hey, man, you, you, my, my kids in first and second grade can understand you. And I don't know if that's a compliment or... I'll just take it. Anyway, but seriously, I, I think it was uh, uh, Tiffany, uh, uh, Pat's daughter, said, said, my kids can understand. I'm like, okay, I, uh, praise God, hallelujah. So, but let me go ahead and show you how to have faith, what this looks like. Again, I'm going to say it again. Faith, 
faith is believing God for whatever he says. Key word there is says. In 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 9 and 10, and also 13 and 14. Let's go back now. We're going to break this down. This is David. David was a man who lived a breakthrough life. Now, if he lived a breakthrough life, we can live a breakthrough life. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephraim. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. And David inquired of God. He spoke to God about it. When's the last time you spoke to God about your situation? Think about that. He inquired of God saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And we just read a while ago. He said, yes, I will. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. A second time. So they went into battle the first time. Now, and God delivered them into their hands. But now a second time, the Philistines are coming out again. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore, David inquired again of God. Did you catch that? Again, he inquired of God. And so here is the key to faith. Ask God. Ask God before you make a move. Did I put that in my notes? Ask God before you make a move, church. When's the last time that you were going to make a big decision? Buying a house, getting ready to get married. Did you talk to God about it? And when you talk to God, did you hear the voice of God in your spirit giving you peace about whatever you talked about? Before you even make a move, ask God about it. And David asked God, will you deliver me, God? Will you deliver me from my enemies? Will you deliver me from the Philistines? What did God say? Yes, I will. And by the way, the moment God says, yes, your faith increases right there. You catch it? That's when your faith comes alive. Because you just heard the voice of God. Great example. And when your faith rises, then fear goes out the door. Fear begins to, 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 to be removed. How many remembers this time whenever David's soldiers told him to kill King Saul? When King Saul was trying to kill him and King Saul was relieving himself back in a cave. Evidently, he was doing number two. I'll keep it clean. He's doing that. Seriously, it's a, he was using the bathroom. He was relieving himself. And here's what his soldiers told him to do. His soldiers said, listen, Saul's trying to kill you. You need to go in there right now. You have an opportunity to kill him before he kills you. So what did King David do? He walked back into the cave, snuck in there, and instead of killing King Saul, he cut off part of his robe and then got back out of Dodge. So he was going to use that as evidence that, that he could have killed him. But, but why did he not do it? Here's the reason why. Because David was a man who talked to God. He had already talked to God. And you know what God told him? Touch not the anointed of God. Don't you touch him. You listen, if you don't inquire of God, if you listen to everybody else, I'm going to tell you something. People will begin to tell you to do the wrong things. Right. You got to be careful. Don't be listening. As much as I love you and as much as you love me, I have to constantly keep pointing you back. What does God say about it? Pastor Gary, do you think I ought to marry this person? I don't know. What, have you talked to God about it? Should I buy this house? I don't know. Did you talk to God about it? Look, you could talk to God. I could talk. You've got to ask God. And, and when you ask God, your faith is going to increase. And, and you're going to trust God. You're not going to waver. Look, he had an opportunity to kill King, uh, King Saul right there. 
He had an opportunity, but he put his faith in God knowing, my God said, I'm not to touch him, and if I'm not to touch him, God's going to protect me. My faith is big now because I'm going to trust God because I heard God. Does that make any sense, somebody? After you hear God, your faith is going to begin to rise up. And you, you got to be careful when you listen to everybody else. And by the way, you don't have to make it up. How many, you know, uh, people want God to do something like, so they make it up and they push and, and they do it on their own and they get themselves into trouble when they do that. And they listen to the wrong people. And it's not long until they just drop away. Just ask God, and the moment you ask God, your faith is going to increase. Let me read you the scripture, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, famous scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, what does it say? And lean not on your own understanding, okay? Don't, don't, don't you get involved. Don't you try to figure this thing out. What I'm going to tell you is I want you to ask God about it in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Talk to God about it. Did you talk to God? And when you talk to God, he shall direct your paths. And once you hear from God, church, your faith is going to increase. You'll have all the faith that you need. And, and you, here's, here's what. People, I said, was it scary? And I know I've been sharing this because we've been talking about faith. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now. And I know I, I keep saying this. But listen, when I went through cancer, it was a six months later, God specifically spoke to my heart because I asked God, I said, God, you got my attention. If you get me through this, God, I will do whatever you tell me to do. And the moment I said that, he says, do you trust me? And I said, yes, I trust you. And at that moment, boom, he said that I want you to go plant a church. The moment I heard God's voice, my faith began to rise up and it was all that I needed. I didn't fear anything. I didn't fear about getting sick again. I didn't fear about that. Why? Because he told me he's got a plan for me. My faith had already, because I heard from God. My wife had heard from God. And that took all the fear out of leaving everything and moving here. But we had to first, in order to have a breakthrough, to be able to break through to get here, we had to hear God. I, I'm hoping you get what I'm saying. But in order to hear God, you have to ask God. You have not because you ask not. You got to ask God. Talk to God. Talk to God. I, I don't know who's here. Yeah, talk to God. When you get in your car today, start talking to God. <laughs> I, God just wants me to keep saying that because I don't know who you are. Because you've been talking to everybody else. You've been listening to the soldiers telling you to go in and do this and do that and do this. And, that. and what would have happened if he had done that? He'd have been disobedient to God. Because God had already talked to him. God had already told him what he needed to do. And that increased his faith. And he's putting his trust in God. So he's not going to do it. And sometimes we look at David. Because that's exactly what David did. David trusted God. And David needed to ask everybody else. You know, when we think about David, we think of David as this little bitty boy. We think of David as a little bitty boy. He's just like, you know, he's this little kid. He's got his sling and, and he, he killed a bear with it and cured the lot. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible said that he killed the bear with his bare hands. He killed a lion with his bare hands. He was a mighty man of God, man. He was like the modern day uh, Rambo, man. He was a tough dude. He was an incredible man of God. We got to be, you know, even he, 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 he had his eye on this young lady. 
He wanted to date this girl. And he went up to the father of this young girl. He said, I want to date your daughter. He said, only way you're going to date my daughter is you kill 100 men. That made David mad. He didn't kill 100. He killed 200. And they, when they sang songs about King Saul, King Saul killed his thousands. But David killed his tens of thousands. This guy was an incredible, mighty man of God. But just because he was a mighty man of God and a soldier, he still talked to God. He didn't get bigger than himself saying, I don't need God anymore. He still stopped and said, I need to inquire of God, fellas. I can only imagine this. Think about it. Two times the Philistines was coming at them. The first time they went into battle and God delivered them. God gave them to, 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 to the Israelites. They won that battle. But now here comes a second time. The Philistines are coming at them with everything they've got. Now you would think, well, we just won the first battle. Let's just do it exactly like we did the first time, right? That's what we would think. Is that what they did? No. I, you know what David did? David said, hey, boys. Hold on, I'm going to go in my tent. Now the Philistines are coming. They see him coming at him a second time. And all these young soldiers are going, oh my gosh, we got to go back. We got to get ready. We got to fight this battle. And David said, hang on, I'm going to go in a tent. I'm going to inquire of God a second time. So you just hold on. I'll be out in just a minute. Yeah, dude, you're coming right now, Dave. Just hold on. He goes in the tent. Why did he not fear? Because he's already talked to God. His faith is already there. He's not afraid because God has already spoke back to him. So his faith is in God. So now he's in there inquiring of God a second time. And his commanding officers, I'm sure, they're looking at these young dudes. They're like panicking. They're probably wetting their pants about right now. We got to go into battle. And so the, the, the older soldiers, the commanding officers said, man, we've seen this a thousand times. You guys just be calm. He's going in there and he's going to talk to God. And when he talks to God, he's going to come out and he's going to tell us exactly what God told him, and we're going to do exactly what God told him to tell us to do. Now, and by the way, when God says, when God told you to do something one, one way the first time, God doesn't always do it the, the same way the second time. And I think that's where a lot of God's people, they get into trouble. They think, well, God's going to do it again that way. Well, God healed me this way this time. No, God changes it up all the time. So they come out and, 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 God, and then David says, we're going to do it a little bit different now. But let, let me go ahead and give you this, this, this scripture. Because could you imagine when David came out of that tent? Could you imagine the faith begin to rise up within all those soldiers after David told them? Could you imagine? I would have loved to have been there. But in Romans 10 verses 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing. It just doesn't happen. Faith, oh, I just, oof, there's faith. No, faith comes by hearing and what is it hearing what? And hearing by the word of God. And the word of God is the infallible word of God. When the word of God, you read the word of God, you're reading God. That's God, okay? And so you have to hear what God is saying. And, and, and whenever you hear the voice of God, it doesn't matter what's happening in your marriage anymore. It doesn't have, matter what happens in your finances or your health. It does not matter because once you heard from God, you're not going to be afraid of it anymore. Whenever the doctor said that you have cancer, Man, I was stressed out for two hours, and I started talking to God. And God said, son, here's what I want to tell you right now. You're going to either trust me or not. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, young man. Trust in me. 
And don't you lean upon your own understanding, but in all of your ways, I want you to acknowledge me now. Start talking to me now. I'm going to tell you what to do. You're going to be fine. And the moment I did, he started talking to me. He said, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to find as many people that is sick with cancer like you, and you get over yourself, and you start praying for them. You start encouraging them. Man, I would find everybody, start praying for them. I didn't even, I forgot about I was even sick. And three months later, they kept sending me through. You are completely healed. Why? I wasn't afraid. He didn't say go in a room and pity party and just lay down and die. No, as long as I'm living, as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to do something for God. But listen, I'm only going to do it when I hear him. You can't do it if you don't hear the voice of God. What would happen if you, if you didn't hear God's voice? What would happen? So listen, you're not going to live a breakthrough life without faith and you're not going to have faith unless you hear God, church. You must hear God. Key to living a breakthrough life. You have to hear God. And when you hear him, when you hear him, then you're going to have to obey. But I want to get ahead of myself. Now let's go to the parallel passage of Scripture of 1 Chronicles. And it says this in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 20. So David went to Baal-perism. And David defeated them there, and he said, Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal-perism. As I was reading that, I was thinking, why didn't he call it Jehovah? Why didn't he call it something that was good and positive, that was about praising God? And I thought about that. No, he was calling it because this was the strongest place of his enemy that God broke through for him. And there are many of you this morning, I want you to ask yourself the same question. What is your wall? What is something in your life, your, your bowperism that you need a breakthrough right now? That is the strongest place that you are facing. How are you going to break through? You're going to break through by your faith, by hearing God. And when you hear God, God is going to specifically tell you what to do in order to break through that wall. So that's number one. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the voice of God, by that word of God. Amen. Everybody with me? And so number one, you must hear God's voice. Have faith. You got to have faith in order to break through. Okay, now let's go to the next one. And there's only two. And I want you to catch this. This is good. Number two, you need to work to live a breakthrough life. It's just not going to happen. I couldn't just lay down and do nothing. I had to get up and do something. I had to find others. If I wanted to be healed, I had to find others to pray over their healing. If, if we wanted to have a church after God said, I want you to plant a church, that's faith. My faith Woo, God told me to go plant a church. Woohoo! hallelujah. God told me to go plant a church. God told me, what are we going to do about it? Well, I don't know. He just told me. No, now it's time to go to work. Okay, now this is, this is faith, man. This is the tough part. This is the, this is the tough one. Now, according to James, let me show you here what it says in James 2, verse 17. Faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. It's dead faith. You can have faith. But you can know you have dead faith. 
If you're not doing anything with it, if you're not putting action behind it, then it is dead faith. A person that says that they have faith without works has dead faith. It's dead. You can say it all you want. See, you can have it, but if you don't do anything with it, but faith comes by hearing God's voice. Did you just catch what I said? So if you have faith, then evidently you just heard from God. Because you're not going to have faith if you don't hear from God. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Am I correct? Everybody with me? So if you say, I have faith, and you just heard from God. So what did God tell you? Everybody understand what I'm saying? So you have to, once you hear God, now it's time. He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you specifically what you need to do. So when God gives you faith, you got to put action behind it. And because here's the reason why. Because it's the proof of true faith is works, okay? That's what it is. The proof of true faith is works. That, that, it's works because you're putting works behind it. Now let's go on to 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 13 and 15 again. Let's read it again. Then the Philistines once again, the second time, made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again. Well, wait, he's a mighty warrior. He doesn't need to do that. Yes, he does. Don't matter how good you are, every situation you face, you still talk to God. You still talk to God, every situation. David inquired again of God, and God said to him, you shall not go up after them. He's got a different plan the second time. He says this, circle around them and come up on them in front of the mulberry trees. And this is what I love about God. You know what? You don't have to lift your finger after you hear God and you put your faith in God. God always fights your battles for you, church, if you trust him. If you, just, if you just listen to his voice, he will fight your battles for you. Watch what he does here. Come up on them in front of the mulberry trees, and it shall be when you hear, what? The sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. You know what that is? That's God's angel's army getting ready to go out and fight the battle for them. They're not even going to have to fight, church. Because God's already going to do the fighting for him. Of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle. For God has gone out before you <laughs> to strike the camp of the Philistines. He's already gone out before you. And David tells his generals, he says, listen, guys, I got some news to tell you. We're not going to fight this battle the same way we just fought the first one. God's going to change it up. How many times do we see people keep doing the same thing? Well, God did it this way before. You know what? We may have to change VBS up a little bit when we hear God's voice. We may have to change Fall Festival up a little bit. We may have to change things up. Well, God did it this way. No, we're going to have Listen, we always have to hear God's voice. All my, every day, I'm constantly praying, asking God, God, what do you want for the church? God, what, what are we, what's next? Are we going to build a building, God? Are we going to buy it? What are we going to do? We always inquire of God. And just because God does it one way this way, that doesn't mean he's going to do it the same way the next time. I can't tell you how many Christians get in trouble by that. Because what happens is once God does it that way, then they begin to get a little confident and get a little cocky in themselves. And they say, I don't need God. I'm going to do it the same way I did it last time because it worked that way. And you know what you did? You didn't talk to God. You didn't inquire of God a second time because God may want you to do it differently a second time. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And, and you're never going to experience a breakthrough until you inquire of God 
and let your faith rise. And then once he speaks to you, you do what he tells you to do. And let me tell you something. That, that's scary. And let me give you another definition because that takes faith right there. That, that, that took faith and obedience. Now, here's another definition. Work is praying and obeying. Once you pray to God and he speaks to you what you want to do, then you got to obey it. That's scary, isn't it? That is totally scary. Well, wait a minute here, God. I, man, I, 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 I don't understand this. How many of y'all, I may have told this story a number of years back. I can't remember how long it's been, but I, I, I told this story about a, a hiker out in Colorado somewhere in Rocky Mountains, and, and he's hiking by himself. Nobody was around going down this trail, and he sees this huge cliff about 1,000 feet down. He gets real close, and all of a sudden he stumbles, and he starts to fall. He's falling down to his death. But just so happens about 200 feet down, there's this tree, a limb sticking out, just enough life in it. It had some buoyance in it, and he, he lands on it, and he's able to grab a hold of it. Now he's hanging for dear life, and he's holding on to this tree. He looks up 200 feet above him, and then he looks down, there's 800 feet below him, and all he knows to do is start crying out, help, help, somebody help me. And nobody answered. And then he thought, well, why don't I ask God? So he cries out to God, says, God, please, if you're there, God, I need your help. God, please, God, save me. And all of a sudden, God answers, yes, my son. He goes, is that you, God? Yes, it's me, son. I'm, I'm just kind of animating it here. And, and so he says, what do you need, my son? He goes, God, oh, I'm so glad you're here, God. God, I need your help, God. God, can you help me get off of this limb, God? I, I don't know what to do. I can't get up. I can't get down. God, tell me what I need to do. And he tells him, he says, son, do you trust me? Yes, God, I trust you. You just tell me what to do, God. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Listen, he had faith. Are you seeing? He's talked to God. Now he's inquiring of God. God's talking to him. That's faith. His faith is increasing. All of a sudden, he's getting the confidence built up. That's his faith. Wow, I got help. He finally showed up. Okay, God, tell me what to do. He said, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to let go. <laughs> he looks up, looks back down, looks back up, says, God, is there anybody else up there? We laugh, but how many times do we do the very same thing? We have faith. We inquired of God. We ask God, and God tells us specifically what he wants us to do. We just come out of the tent. What would have happened if David would have come out of the tent and told his fellows that, well, God told us that we're going to do it this way, but I'm deciding that I think my way is going to be better than his way. Let's do it the way we did it the last time. What would have happened? That all got killed. Listen, faith is praying and obeying, and obeying is the hard part. It wasn't easy, church, to leave everything and move here. It wasn't easy after I was diagnosed with cancer, him telling me, I want you to go pray for all these people that got cancer too. Wait a minute, God. What about me? I just got a death sentence, God. What about me? And that's when God began to reveal to me the most happiest that I'm going to ever be, son, is when it's going to be about other people. Get your sorry self off of you. You've got your faith now. I'm talking to you. You're either going to trust me or not. You've been preaching that scripture for years now. Trust in me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not upon your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. 
Acknowledge me and I'll direct your steps. Okay, tough guy, now it's your turn. It's easy to preach it when you don't have to live it. But you know what? I had to live it. At that moment, I had to trust him. I said, okay, God, I'm holding on to that tree limb. Okay, God, I'll do whatever you ask me to do, God, okay? Really? Okay, I want you to let go. I want you to let go of everything you got and go to a new place. I could have said, is there anybody else up there, God? I kind of like my doctors, God. I have security in that, God. I've got my life insurance. I've got my health coverage there, God. You're telling me leave that too? Yeah, that too. Let me tell you something. Praying is obeying, and that's hard. But you want to experience a breakthrough? You have to hear God, and you have to obey God and do what he says. And here's the thing, what Pastor Gary, how in the world can I hear God? The more you obey, the more you will hear God's voice. Because every time you do something that he's told you to do, he's going to be right there saying, well done, son. Okay, I got something else I want you. Okay, go do that. And you do that. And when you start doing that, you're going to start hearing the voice of God on a daily, continual basis in your life, church. Why? Because you're getting to know him. He's getting to know you. And you're trusting him with everything you've got. And you're obeying what he's telling you to do. Now, let me go ahead and give you, I'm going to wrap it up, Pastor David. I'm wrapping up. I'm about done right here. In Matthew 7, verses 24 and 27, this is Jesus preaching his Sermon on the Mount. And he's telling them the same thing that David just went through. He talks about faith and works. And I want you to see it. And he says, if you're going to experience a miracle, you've got to have both. Now, watch what he says. Therefore, whoever hears, there's faith. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, there's working faith right there, are you catching it? And does them, I will liken him to, be a, or to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay, he has faith and he's working. He's a wise man. He's building a solid foundation here. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And what happened? And it did not fall. It did not fall. For it was founded on the rock, on the right thing, on God, on trusting and obeying what God told him to do. But everyone who hears, who has faith, are y'all catching this? Who hears these sayings of mine, because you can have faith. You can hear God all day long who has faith, watch, who hears these sayings of mine and does not do it. Now let that sink in. You don't do what he's telling you to do. That's dead faith right there. That's dead working faith. That's not even working faith. Will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell, and great was its fall. <laughs> great is its fall. The wise man obeyed God. 
The foolish man had faith but didn't obey God. You know, Denny was ministering this Wednesday night, and he was talking about when we went through all the sicknesses and that dumb COVID junk and all that. I don't even like to talk about it. But when we went through that, there were thousands of pastors who quit the ministry. There were marriages being split all over the country. Things began to happen. Now, I thought about that. Well, the winds came. The storms brewed. The winds was blowing and the rains was crashing in. Trust me, I was there. I felt every bit of it. Man, there were times I wanted to quit. I went, but God says, no, son. You have faith and you've heard my voice, son. And you're obeying me. Here's what I want you to do, young man. I want you to push through because it's going to be a breakthrough. Because when you finally get to the other side, it's going to be better than what it was before. And it is, amen. But why was it these young men were dying or getting out of the ministry? You know why? Because they heard God, but they didn't obey God. And matter of fact, some of them wasn't even called in ministry. Because you know why? They, maybe they were called by their mom or their dad. Unless you hear from God, you don't move, church. And people always ask, what, 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 how did you start Elevation? It's all the bottom line. It's working faith. I heard God, and I obeyed God. Nothing more, nothing less, really. And I don't have to be the smartest cookie on the block to do it. You don't either. All you have to do is have faith, hear God, and obey it. Because he'll do the work. He'll put the angels in the mulberry trees for you, and he'll do all the work for you. You don't have to do it. Oh, you got to work. you got to do some stuff. But you know what I'm saying? But as you're working, man, it's, it, it's not a struggle. You're not pushing because you're already broke through the wall. Okay, God, what do I need to do now? Do this. Okay, I'll do that, God. Oh, what do I got to do now, God? Oh, do this. Okay, I'll do that, God. What do you got to do now? I'll do, do this for me. Okay, I'm doing that now, God. That's all you do is, is faith. Hear God and obey. Hear God and obey. Hear God and obey. And when the winds come and the rains begin to fall on you, your house is not going to be shaken. Why? Because you've heard God and you're listening to God and you're obeying God for your family, for your finances, for your health, for every area of your life. And you're going to live a breakthrough life like David. And every time you get ready to make a move, I'm not moving until I talk to God. I'm not doing anything until I talk to God. <laughs> you want to experience a breakthrough? Isn't that awesome? It's powerful. It's powerful. There are two types of dead works, though. First one is any work given by God that you don't obey. When he tells you something, you don't obey it, that's dead works. Here's the second one. This is where most people get in trouble. Any work that God doesn't initiate, that's where people try to make things up. Don't come to me and say, God told me. I can't tell you how many people say, God told me to do this. God told me to do that. God, well, if he told you, you're going to do it. And there's nothing ever happens with it. Nothing ever comes about. You ever, you know what I'm talking about? They're good talkers, but they're not good doers. You got to be before you do, and you got to do before you can have. Any work that God doesn't initiate, how many people are working and God didn't tell them to do that? How many people are doing something silly and you're working yourself to death and you're getting frustrated? And you know, the more frustrated you'll get to. You ever see a person get so angry? They're doing ministry and they're mad about it. Like, well, you didn't hear God's voice because you wouldn't be mad about it. Let me tell you something. I could have been mad all through COVID. 
People were driving me at my mind. I was driving me ever loving out of my brain. I can't even say what I was going through. Drove me nuts. But you know what I would do? I'd get in a quiet place. I'd start talking to God again. He'd say, you done yet? I'd say, yeah, tell me, God. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Suck it up, buttercup, and let's come on. You got a ministry. I put you in. Now you got to listen. Hear God. Talk, inquire God. Talk to him. Talk to him. Why am I bringing this? Because many people are working without faith. They're not hearing God. <laughs> you probably know some right now. They're killing themselves, doing things they shouldn't be doing, and they're mad about it. Well, get God evidently to tell you to do it. And so let me give you these two truths. Stop trying to have faith without hearing God. And number two, stop working without faith. And so how are we going to have a breakthrough? How are we going to have a breakthrough? You need faith to live a breakthrough. And what is faith? It's hearing God first. Okay, and number two, you need to work to live a breakthrough life. And what is working? You got to do something. You got to obey God when he tells you to do it. Well, I don't hear God. Well, here's the thing. Start talking to God. He'll talk to you. He'll talk to you. You'll have peace. You'll have peace. You, you, listen, and you'll be going in the wrong direction. Someone was telling me this this morning. They were driving down the road. They're all mad because they were caught in traffic and, and, then, and then the traffic was there. And then about 30 minutes later, they go on up and there was a bad wreck. Someone got killed. Just maybe God stopped you to save your life, but you're, you're fussing about it. If you set, stop and say, God, talk to me right now. God, I, I need some air. What, what's going on? Let's spend that time. Start talking to God about it. And God to talk back. And God to speak, be specific and tell you exactly what you need. Would you stand with me? Father, I pray, God, this morning that, God, that you would help us all, God, to be able to have a breakthrough. God, there are some people that they're faced with some serious stuff. And God, this morning... The Holy Spirit is drawing them, saying, talk to me, inquire of me, talk to me the way David did. And when you talk to me, I will talk to you. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. You come to me first and I will come to you. And when I come to you, and when I talk to you, I'm going to tell you some things. And when I tell you, I want you to obey. And that's faith. Father, I pray that prayer over every one of the people, every one of the people that are here this morning, God, over my brothers and sisters. Whatever mountain, whatever valley, whatever wall that they're facing, God. It's work in faith. Let them have work in faith this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Amen.